So, so you're you took your kids to swim practice. Yeah, so um, I'm trusting that they're gonna stay afloat. Um, nice. That's 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 like I just said. All right. Well, welcome to Taking Up Your Time with Bobby Benavides. I'm your host, Bobby Benavides, and I am glad to be here with episode, I don't know, 21? What is this? This is a it's a lot of episodes so far. Um, but anyway, uh, glad to be here. Um, you know, last episode, you heard me talk about cancellations and <laughs> quitting and not quitting and sounding all depressed and sad and whatever. But um, hey, man, listen, that's that's the journey I'm on, right? So I actually had pre-recorded a, an intro for Cody Cannon, who I'm going to be interviewing here. You're going to hear the talk conversation I have with him in a little bit. Um, and then uh, what happened, I guess, whatever I was using to record didn't record my voice. So that's always a good thing because I said a lot of stuff about the show that was going to be happening that ended up getting canceled. So now here I am recording again. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm in the break period. And in the break period, it's Thanksgiving week. Um, and, you know, I'm, you know, listen, I'm thankful for being able to do comedy, man. Like, let's be, let's be a little bit uh, cliche and corny a bit, but um, seriously, I'm thankful for being able to do comedy. I enjoy making people laugh. I, uh, so funny thing, I, I submitted to a comedy festival um, and it was in a, it, it was, I found out yesterday I did not get accepted to it. Um, and what's fun is they sent a little thing like, hey, these are the votes that get for your comedy. And. I had people, apparently people voted on it and uh, said I, that I, I was the lowest in, in funny um, and originality and apparently also stage presence, which is weird because I feel like I'm, I don't know, I, I don't know. But anyway, hey, listen, <laughs> I, I laugh at that, dude. That's so funny. Like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know who judged it. I don't know what the... I don't know what the criteria was. I don't, and I, and maybe I didn't, I don't know, maybe I didn't do certain things enough, but it was just, it was also a clip from 2021 and my special. And I think that uh, I, I need to really be better. I, I need a better camera. That's what I need. I need a better camera uh, and possibly better, I don't know, footage of my stuff. But I feel like I've, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> just funny stuff, man. Um, but it is what it is. Just means I just got to get better. And obviously that was from 2021. So it's 2023 now, almost 2024. Hopefully I've gotten a little bit better in the couple of years. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I, I laugh because you got to just keep laughing, man. People are, people are going to have different ideas of what comedy is and how, how humor works and all that stuff. And uh, you're not going to make everyone laugh all the time. That's okay. Um, but now, interview Cody Cannon time. Um, so Cody Cannon, I get to interview him because uh, he he's doing some great stuff, man. He is a producer of shows. He books shows in uh, Morgantown and Huntington, West Virginia. He has great connections with just like just, or great connection with the audience. Uh, he has great. Um, he's great on the stage. Very funny. Uh, has um, you know he has a lot to do. He's he's a busy busy guy. And as you'll hear in the in the um, in the conversation I have with them, um, I 
think that he's doing some great stuff for West Virginia comedy and he's really working hard to make stuff work. And so um, I'm looking forward to you hearing his conversation, the conversation I have with him. Um, as I said, I'm on my break time. Uh, you know, November 17th was supposed to be that show at Glenn Ferris and that was gonna be the last show I did for the year. I've kind of taken a little bit of time off uh, because our baby is coming in the middle of December. Uh, we are looking forward to that, but we are in the process of like putting uh, rooms together and changing stuff. And my, my wife's in that nesting period of time where it's like trying to get everything organized and sold and things that we don't need and telling me to clean my office and uh, making sure that I'm not like, you know, smelling funny. Um, apparently she wants me to shower all the time, which is weird, but okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, but it is what it is. We're, we're having a good time, liking, liking the process. Baby number five coming. I should be a pro at this by now. Uh, I, I still feel like there's stuff that I need to learn, um, and I'm excited to keep learning. So, yeah, this is it, though. This, is, this should be the last one, so we'll see what happens unless she talks me into doing another one, But which I think she's trying. I think she's really trying to, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I bought a chastity belt. I'm wearing it. Um, you know, lock, I've got it locked up, man. I hid the key. She's like, oh, and I'm like, nope, can't have it. That's, you know, um, <laughs> that's Robin Hood Men and Tights reference if you, if you're familiar with any of that. But anyway, that's funny. Um, so yeah, this is a big ramble, but like I said, this, I mean, this is taking up your time. This is what it's about, right? And I'm just here rambling, just talking to, talking to you just to talk. But, uh, Comedy's fun. I'm looking forward to 2024. I'm already getting some shows booked up and uh, have my stuff sent out to some other clubs and hopefully I'll be getting my name out there a little bit more. So that'd be a good time. And so anyway, that's that. So here's my interview with uh, Cody Cannon. My goal of this podcast is primarily to kind of give people an insight as to what it's like to be um, a comic that's not Netflix special famous, right? Like, um, yeah. you know, like we're we're just we're out here trying to um, just trying to hustle and get people to know about comedy and and especially in our state where the where comedy is not necessarily a a big thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and we're just out here just trying to make it work. So, for sure, I just went to. Uh... I saw Thea Vaughn down in Huntington over the weekend, and then I performed at his technically unofficial Thea Vaughn after party, because, uh, and nice. it was a lot of fun, but uh, Thea Vaughn was the first time, it was the first time I've ever been to an arena level comedy show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, that's great. Wait, so he was in, he was in Huntington? Where, where was he at? The Mountain Health Arena. Okay, like, okay. It yeah. used to be called the Big Sandy Superstore or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, we were. Um, my wife and I went and saw Nate Bargatze at um in um Charleston. Nice. Um, he was in oh. the he was he was in the um what do they call that now the Coliseum uh, or whatever. Shoot. Yeah, the Coliseum. But he like he was actually in the Coliseum. Sold that out, I believe. And then um, this last Sunday, like two Sundays ago, I went and saw Fortune Feimster in the same place, but she's in the theater connected to it. And nice. uh, that was pretty awesome. She's she's hilarious, dude. So funny. Everybody, I, I knew some people that went and saw her and said it was incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, she uh, she definitely like she nailed it, man. It was one of those like you're watching her do her set and you're like she's killing it right now. Like every like it was nonstop, just people laughing. And the thing is, I'd I'd seen her do the same show in Roanoke with my wife, but this one was more of a going to just kind of like study, you know, just kind of watch how she delivered and um and so it was a good opportunity for me to be there just by myself. Well, I was with my friend Seth, but um he was watching her for the first time live, but I was able to actually just like engage, you know, just kind of watch how she was doing things. So nice. Yeah, she's yeah. incredible. Uh, I, when I saw that she was doing the the Coliseum, at first I thought she was doing the Coliseum. And I was like, damn, I didn't know she could do numbers like that. Uh, yeah. But but I, I, I feel like doing a few sold-out theater shows is way more... I, that would probably be more fun, a little more intimate than the Coliseum, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did a great job. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you like you go as as a con as a comedian, right? You, it's funny how like you kind of observe how people are watching. Like, and I don't know about you, but like when you're there, like sometimes I start watching like how how people watch the shows and how they engage with the comedians on stage, and um, and sometimes you're sitting there going like, all right, like have you ever been to a comedy show before <laughs> like, yeah. like some of the things they do you're like come on man like like quit quit ruining the punchlines quit quit ruining quit trying to chime in with stuff that you know like because that's ruining this is a whole new hour that she's doing and you're trying to get her you're trying to say jokes from her specials and that's just like don't do that it's like it's messed up but yeah for sure so it's um so so let's talk, dude. So um, we'll go ahead and get into it now. You know, like so yeah. you're so you are. I, I've already done kind of an intro for you, so this is kind of us now, just kind of chatting. But um, so Cody, like, let's let's talk about what you do, man. So I, I you you promote, you book, you produce your own shows. You, you do you do a lot. You you travel a lot. Like let's let's talk about what you're doing in Morgantown. Um, yeah. So I am the creator and producer of Red Eye Comedy. I book anywhere from two to three. Once in a blue moon, I'll just like get too many that fall in my lap and do four. But usually it's never more than two to three booked shows a month in Morgantown. And then usually one or two around the state outside of that, like under Red Eye, under the shows I produce, bringing nationally touring headliners to the state. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then and then you're also going down to Huntington doing stuff like that too, right? You're doing, you're doing yeah. that now? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, basically, my buddy Nate Sesco was kind of uh, running the scene, but he and his wife just moved to Savannah, Georgia. And now it's kind of like the scene's kind of in a transitory period. And so in the meantime, I'm just bringing comedians through every, every couple months and, you know, hope crossing my fingers, hoping it's always not going to be, it's a lot, a lot harder to promote from three hours away and stuff, but you know, uh, I, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. Now, how long have you been doing comedy, man? Cause you've been, cause you, I mean, you've been going out for a while, I think, right? Yeah. So, uh, I started when I was the first year I did it, I was like 22 years old in New York. I just like, at 22 years old, I had just had my kid, and I was like, if I could do anything, what would it be? Comedy. And so I took my, I packed my baby mama up, my baby mama who's lived nowhere else other than Mingo County, West Virginia, and my one-year-old <laughs> son, and we moved to Brooklyn, and so I could pursue comedy. And I took a bunch of, like, writing and acting and improv classes and did a, you know, a handful of open mics throughout that year. Then I moved back and just there wasn't 
in Logan County, there was no opportunity to do it. So after a couple of weeks, I just kind of quit and I didn't mm-hmm. pick it up again until 2017 and then really hit it hard 2018 and on. And so it's been yeah. total, total. I've done it for like, if you count the pandemic, it's I'm going on year seven. If you don't, then I'm going on year six. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, man. And so, um, so let's talk. Let's talk of that because now you you hit pandemic. You say you start you start rolling in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Now, when you are trying to get, build momentum for what you're doing, like what like what were you doing in the meantime? Like, what were you, were you able to still do shows in the, in the during the pandemic? Like, what was that like? Not at all. I I did like one or two of those little Zoom shows, and then <laughs> I just kind of. I just kind of said it and like backed away. And the closest thing I, I like, the closest thing I did is I would do a weekly Instagram live where once a week I would hop on Instagram live and interview an artist. Not always, you know, at one point I, I had bands on, I had comedians on, I had uh, like literal visual artists and, um, you know, uh, just like a bunch of different people and, uh, mostly from West Virginia, but I also got a couple comics from that I had met pre pandemic before, you know what I'm saying? Uh, from around the country, yeah, stuff like that. And I just did it. Sometimes I would just do it by myself, but it was like a weekly Instagram live. And that's how I like, uh, that's kind of like the closest thing to any creative outlet I had during the pandemic. Um, yeah. And then, and then the Zoom, show, the, the Zoom shows are fantastic, huh? Oh, I hated it, buddy. I did two of them. <laughs> I did two of them and was like, this is not what comedy is supposed to be like. And uh, <laughs> it just like felt weird and uncomfortable. And then, so I just, I just decided to take a step back and, eventually and then when things opened back up uh the guy who was doing like basically producing up here during the pandemic he became a registered nurse and started dating a girl with three kids and so when things opened back up he was like listen man i'm not in the game anymore he's like if you want it it's your baby now you are and i was like okay (laughs) and so i started booking shows as a producer and producing shows at uh June of 2021. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Those zoom shows. Yeah. I had to do a, I had to do a zoom show. I did. Well, I set it up to do a fundraiser, right? Cause I was like, well, let's kind of do it. Let's, let's make this fun, right? Let's do a zoom show fundraiser. And, um, I I had to invite a couple people over to my house. Yeah. Just that way I had some sort of laughter in, in my, in my dining room. Cause I like, I felt like there's no way I'm going to be able to feel like I'm performing just looking at a screen and like hoping maybe those people, cause you know, there's those people who won't turn their camera on. So you don't see them laughing. You just see a picture of like, uh, uh what's it called? The, um, avatar or whatever, <laughs> whatever they might be. And you're like, okay, I hope they're laughing. I don't even know, man. I'm just over here doing stuff. So I had to get people in my house. Yeah, I just simply, oh, God, the, like, yeah, I don't even know, like, getting no laughs at a joke is harsh, but I think it's almost just as harsh to get laughs, but then be, like, a few computerized chuckles over headphones, you know what I mean? Like, 
from it was so brutal. It just like you know, it felt like they were trying to. It felt almost uh, patronizing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's one of those two. Like you're like, all right. The reason why they're not, I'm not hearing any laughter is because their signal's bad. That's why. Yeah, like they, exactly. They must, they... <laughs> <laughs> not because I'm sucking at delivering this into a computer. <laughs> it has it has everything to do with the fact that their internet sucks and my these jokes are solid and they're laughing. They, I just can't hear them because of that. So exactly. <laughs> so um. So now when you're, when you're booking shows, right. Cause now this, again, this is for people. I want people again to hear about the journey of comedians, right? Because, you know, so when yeah. you're booking shows, like what, what is that like? Because you're, you're drawing in comedians from around the area or I mean, not around the area, but from around the country, um, they're coming in and you're trying to get people to buy tickets to comedians that they may or may not know. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, most of the comedians I book, only probably have a couple people who previously know them come to the show and then mm-hmm. they uh then they come out you know what i mean i think like it's the kind of thing now where like unless i every once in a while i'm able to score a bigger uh a bigger name you know uh that that people will know around you know people will come for um and but like outside of those rare chances, most of the time people just have to be like, okay, Cody's producing this. He brings in good comics. It's going to be a fun show. And that's kind of what I, they have to like put faith into me as the producer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That they're going to have a good time. Yeah. Now. So if you were to like talk to people about the booking process, like, and, and why it's so important for them to be supporting local comedy shows like what would you like what would you tell them like what are, what are some things that maybe you would want people to know about the process and why they should be involved in in supporting that um i mean i just think it's like it's especially in a place like west virginia it's one of those things that uh we we don't we're, we're doing this one because a lot of people around the state have never even had the opportunity to see a comedy show so it's really a, an exciting feeling when multi, you know at the, after a show somebody comes up and says this was my first time ever seeing live comedy. You know what I mean? Uh, Every single time that happens, I'm just like, yeah, it's all worth it. You know what I mean? Um, Also, (laughs) yes, we're trying to, you know, I want people to want to, I love living in West Virginia. I mean, I'm here now because I've committed to being here until my son's old enough to travel on his own and stuff like that. But, you know, I want, I also love it here. I, I think it's a beautiful state filled with, wonderful sweet people and uh it's a lot more interesting than people who haven't spent time here may know may know you know what i mean and so Mm -hmm. what i'm hoping to do like because people west virginia the way where we're geographically located it only makes sense for people who are on tour to want to swing through the area you know, there's a ton of comedy scenes surrounding us on all sides, Kentucky, Ohio, Virginia, D.C., you know what I mean, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense for people to want to swing through. And that's what I'm trying to do. So also, I am not I'm the financer of all of this. So if you don't show up, I will potentially become houseless <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean i'm like like i uh, like i'm not trying to be like oh 
but like I work, I, I don't make a ton of money, but I bring people f- here. And if uh, the shows don't show, if people don't come to the shows, I'm paying, I'm paying guarantee out of pocket. So mm-hmm. that's challenging. Yeah, that's that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like I, you know, I've been um, that's a, a couple of episodes. I've been talking a little bit about our our tour that I've been doing with uh, Rev T Mac, and you know, a couple of shows had to be canceled, you know, because we didn't have people buying tickets. And I'm like, you know. The hard part is getting people to trust these comics who are putting on these shows, right? That they've never heard of, because again, we may not have Netflix specials, we may not have Amazon Prime specials, right? We may not, we may not be people who are like in that big public eye, but we're doesn't mean that we're not as funny, or doesn't mean that we're not as gifted. It's just you know giving people the chance, like, taking the chance to experience these comics, experience these shows is important. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing, like, people don't understand. I get a lot of people that are like, uh, you know, they're always, they might be asking me, hey, when are you doing your Netflix special? And I'm like, dude, there's a realistic chance never. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, nah, it, like, for one, all the people that you're seeing get Netflix specials, unless they're, like, a an estate, like, somebody who just, like, gets really lucky They've been doing comedy 10 plus years, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, th- what we're doing, this is our time, uh, you know, building, we're building our catalog of jokes we're finding our voice. This is like our road to, you know, our road to discovering, to being the comedian that could have a professionally made special. This is our mm-hmm. road. So when you're supporting these shows, there's a chance that one day you'll be able to say, wow, I remember seeing uh, Bobby or Cody in that little bar and Elkins or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like, you know, it's just, uh, and it's also just like, it's fun. Uh, it's a fun way to live. Uh, comics who are not successful are way hungrier and way more going to fight a lot harder than somebody who it's just, you know, another drop in the bucket, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that, that I think for me, like, that's, that's my big thing, right? It's like where people are like, okay, well, is this a hobby of yours? I'm like, no, like I want to make this into something bigger than just a hobby. But at the same time, I have to work full time jobs because I can't I'm not making bank off of these like little shows that I'm doing. But if you come out and support and you come out to buy my merch and you do all that stuff, it'll make me move me into a position where this could be my career. You know, who knows? You know, like I mean, but again, it's like people have to take the shot and give and give it give it a chance. But so I want I want to talk to you a little bit though, because now you're joked, you know, you you tell jokes, you write jokes a lot, you know. Um, what's your writing style like? Because I've talked to several different comedians. I ask that question all the time. Like, what's your writing style like when you write your jokes? So for me, the best way to get writing, this is my process. Because it's a it's a whole entire process. It's not like I I I never have been one of those people that can just like sit down and write. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like be like, all right, it's Tuesday at two p.m. I'm gonna write. If I'm not feeling creative. It'll just, I won't feel good about anything that I'm, you know what I mean? And so, well, the best way for me, if I want to get like in the writing zone or something, I will maybe take like, get lightly stoned, not seriously stoned, but a (laughs) tiny bit 
and then I'll do a task that can be like a background task, like the dishes or folding laundry or, you know what I mean? Like where Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of on autopilot and my brain doesn't have to be present in the moment. And that's moments like that, you know, maybe like if I'm on a long drive, I'm not stoned for that part, but you know, (laughs) Uh, if I'm on a long drive or if I'm like a lot of time it, it's or if I'm like going on a walk through my neighborhood, the, those things where like I don't have to necessarily be 100% in that set. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the and so I'll I'll get a spark and then I'll mull it over for like usually pacing. Once I get that spark, I have to. That's when I stop the task and then mm-hmm. I like unless the task is driving, then I just obviously keep driving, but I just, you know, keep saying it, talking and I go over it over and over. And then I keep trying to add tags and see what I can build upon it. And then if I like it enough, if I go over it enough, uh, enough times to actually remember it, then I'll do it a couple times at a stand at an open mic. And then I'll sit down after all of that and actually write it out. After having yeah. done after having done it a few times and felt it on stage, then I write it out. Then I try to expand on it even further and try to like get it into something a little more cleaner and nicer and uh, ready for like big shows. Awesome. That's, that's kind of my process. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that. Go ahead. Oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say I just don't. Uh, I, 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 it's just my process of, so my process of writing a jokes, which means there are plenty of jokes that I think of that are just kind of like lost to the ether. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, but that also means that like a lot of jokes I will write like the process of, of the jokes that you see at my like really good shows. They've usually Mm -hmm. been like, that's like a, you know, many weeks project in itself you know what i mean yeah how many jokes do you um do you hold on to for like well how do i want to say this like because you know you, you know how there's the jokes that some people just like okay i've used it long enough i retire but how many jokes do you recycle and keep building upon building upon like how long does that normally go for you well i mean some of the jokes lose relevancy like i've been doing a joke for uh uh some jokes just like kind of fall out of touch or Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so i'll let them go then but i have some jokes that like i wrote you know four years ago that i'm still using just because i haven't you know uh i don't use them every show but i still use them just because i haven't recorded my special yet you know what i mean or yeah i did like a little mini one in 2019 but i wasn't really proud of the quality so i scrubbed it from the internet and now you know which is fine with me because i'm not going to use every joke i'm a better writer than i was in 2019 but Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think, I think I'm realistically maybe like a year, year and a half at most from recording my debut album or my first, you know, it'll be a much more DIY than something you would see on Netflix, but my first special or something along those lines. It's so I'm hope, you know, I'm going to be using everything I'm writing until that point and the stuff I'll probably continue to use and then I'll scrub it after that and then probably cut it into clips and put it online because i won't be using it anymore you know what i'm saying yeah 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 Yeah, that's kind of um i recorded my special in 2021 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's just sitting there, right? I, I mean, it's on YouTube. It isn't something I'm like, really like I, I've shared it. I promoted it a little bit in the, in the beginning stages, but it's sitting there. Right. And I use clips from it to kind of help go like to, um, for festivals and things like that, you know, and, and then try to like help people like kind of get a glimpse of what I do. But overall though, it's like, I, I know because <laughs> I recorded it, I got sick like two days before. So my like, and I couldn't cancel the guy who's doing the filming. So I, I was like, I had like a crazy sinus infection and I was like, I went on and I was like totally like nasally and you could hear it in the whole thing. And I felt like that was horrible. I was like, man, this sucks, man. Like, this is not good. But at the same time, the jokes landed for the most part. And there was like, it, it worked pretty well, but it's, um, but there's jokes there though, that I still feel like, yeah, I can, I can carry them. I can still carry them even though they're not, even though they're out on the special, I feel like I can still use them and people enjoy them. You know, it's almost like a uh, Burt Kreischer in the machine, right? That I feel like that, yeah. that joke is going to last for him. No matter what he does, he's going to be able to tell that joke and people are going to love it um, forever. Cause that's what built him, you know? But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I think that there are some, uh, I've never written anything that iconic, you know what I mean? Where like, it'll yeah, well, obviously, t- you know, let stand the test of time, but I do. Um, I do. I mean, like, I, I kind of, I'm kind of excited for whenever it gets to the point of me recording my album. Cause there ha- some of these jokes I mm-hmm. have been doing for like four or five years and I'm ready to let them yeah. go. I just also really like them because I think they're good jokes. But, you know, at some, <laughs> point, at some point, I'm going to be like, all right, you've served me. Goodbye. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, right on me. Well, you know, I'm, I got a, a couple more minutes here before I got to get in and rescue my kids from the pool. But I want to, I want to ask a couple questions from you because I normally ask, um, I normally ask the questions to the, the people I interview. I want to ask the question of what are, what's one thing right now or something that you see right now in comedy? that is happening that you really, really like that you think is great for comedy, but then also what's happening that maybe something that you don't like that's happening in comedy. You Um, can choose whatever one you want to start with. Oh, I guess I want to, I want to end on something positive. So I'll go negative first. Uh, I, I kind of hate the way social media has affected, has altered comedy. Um, For one, it's all about clicks and views. I kind of hate that. You know what I mean? There's been many a time when I've done these runs with comics and they're, and it, luckily I, it hasn't gotten to that point to me, but they're like constantly stressing. Why isn't this vid getting the numbers that one did and stuff like that. And I'm like, ugh, what a hellscape. Also, I hate, <laughs> uh, I hate because people don't want to use jokes. Now people kind of expect, they're like, we want crowd work. Mm. You know what I mean? And crowd work isn't stand-up. Don't, some people are masters. But mm-hmm. very few, you know what I mean? A lot of times the clips you're seeing online, they've been edited down. It's, you know, it's not necessarily uh, exactly how it looks online. And also, it's just, you know, not everybody wants to do that. Be respectful, audience members. You're not going to, you know, don't be out there seeking for your viral moment. This is about the comedian on stage, not about you. You know, this is about you Mm -hmm. enjoying yourself and having a great experience, uh, not ruining the experience for the other people hoping to do that, you know? So I kind of hate that. I kind of hate the way crowd work is like almost like almost a required part of the art form now. Um, 
Yeah. What do I love about comedy? Uh, I love that we're in the midst of another comedy stand-up comedy boom. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that's the, yeah. probably the big pro of uh, there are so many new people, so many interesting voices out there, a lot of really talented com- comedians out there. And I think this is kind of going to be like uh, one of those things that, you know, a lot of the names that you hear of people that are just now putting out their first album or just now starting to, uh, you know, get booked at places like the Comedy Cellar and comedy storm those kinds of places like these names of people that are just now starting to go viral i think a lot of these people are gonna go down as like really out of this world comedians because there's so much talent out there right now yeah yeah i I firmly agree i on all points that you just made i feel like um you know social media has made it where it creates an anxiety for some right and it's not healthy when you're when you're anxious about Oh man, am I getting seen? Am I not being seen? What do I got to do? And then it's like, man, just just let the flow go, you know, like be patient with the process. But then, and then the crowd work stuff, man. I I want I want to ask you about that because you know, I, my kids can float for a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> but so when when it comes down to the crowd work wise, like, are you doing anything to like implement that? Because like I I feel like I've kind of been more intentional about trying to find ways to engage with the audience just a little bit, like especially on certain shows. But when it comes to like, if I'm like on a, if I'm on a stage where it's hard for me to pick out people, I probably won't do that too much. But like, um, like, like I said, like I went to go see fortune Feimster and I feel like she intentionally now has like in her show takes time to ask the audience some questions to get them to engage. But then, then she carries the show that way. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of uh, it's the new direction of stand-up comedy, thanks to things like TikTok, and it really helps comedians uh, constantly be in the eye without uh, burning their material. So it is like a it's helpful in that aspect, but uh, like if it's not what you want, so like I'm I'm working on it. Crowd work is not my strong suit. I have like yeah. I'm very confident in my writing and my voice and uh, my o- ability to like. And to p- portray a, car- a caricature of myself on stage and to, uh, you know, bring good energy to the room. Crowd work I am, throws me off a little bit. Every once in a while, I nail crowd work. But that's not the majority of the time, you know. Right. But I have actually started writing some bits where that, like, are just 100% crowd work. Uh, yeah. So that's fun, you know, but, but it's still bits, you know what I mean? Like, it's more of like, I kind of, depending on how a person answers, I know what I'm going to say to make it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like a choose your own adventure type thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm that talented to do that. <laughs> like I feel like that takes a talent right there is to write a joke to like and have several options for yourself. Like I don't know if I could. Have, like, <laughs> that's like the maybe I got to work on that with my kids. Like when I'm like telling them something, I got to have in my head like here's three options. Like they're got to be ready for whatever they say. I'll have something else to go with, and they should be able to train me up in that way. I don't know, but well, dude, Cody, I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you letting me take up your time on this podcast. It's uh, dude, it's I'm good to have you on. I'm grateful uh, for everybody listening. Support comedy uh, anywhere, but especially in West Virginia. We need it. Um, I hope everybody's having a wonderful evening, afternoon, whatever time of day you listen to this. Um, (laughs) 
Bobby, if you, uh, whenever you have like uh, stuff to share, tap, make sure you tag me and I'll share it too. Yeah, dude, that sounds great. So um, if they want to find you, man, where, where can they find you? Uh, the best places to find me probably is uh, Instagram, Cody Cannon Comedy, um, the shows I produce. That's just like my personal one slash like kind of my comedy journey. If you're looking for my the shows that I'm putting together, because like a lot, of, I'll post about shows that I'm on that aren't the ones I produced under mine. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then uh, the ones that are put that I put like that I organize are all under Red Eye Comedy on Instagram and Facebook, whatever socials. And then uh, I also have a podcast which I love and is very near and dear to my heart—a passion project, uh, Comics and Chronic. It's on all socials. Uh, we regularly—it's a comic book nerd podcast, uh, but it's all also like very much. It's more just like a comedy podcast about comic books, but because we'll talk about whatever, you know, we get guests that aren't always like, you know, we'll get comment like Thursdays. I don't know when this will come out, but this coming Thursday, I'm interviewing the current uh, writer from Blade of Blade for Marvel Comics, you know? And, oh, awesome. And so like, it's really cool. I get to do that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's a passion project and we're constantly growing and putting out new material. So check out comics and chronic. Those are my three things. Thank you, everybody. Awesome. Well, those that'll be in the show notes. So Cody, uh, Cody cannon comedy and red eye comedy and, uh, comics and chronic. Those will be in there and you can go ahead and check them all out. And, um, Cody, again, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you all you're doing for, for Morgantown and Huntington and just the comedy scene in West Virginia and just comedy in general, dude, you have, you have a great talent and I'm a, I'm glad to be able to call you a friend. So. Oh yeah, so. brother. I, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right, man. You have a good one. You too. All right.